0: And welcome back to another episode of the Change Officer podcast, STEP Conference Series. And I'm super humbled to have Shema here with me, made by Sunday.
1: Nice to meet you. Both. How are you? I'm super good. Happy to be here.
0: Thank you for taking the time. Yeah. Um, how do you like STEP Conference so far?
1: Yeah, it's good. It's actually my first time. Yeah. Uh, I remember a STEP from when I was a student. It was just a blog. And All right. Yeah, and so it's very, very nice to see it grow like this.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah. it's really nice. Did uh, any of the startups uh, took your attention? Something that you recognize I haven't as a, had as a the big opportunity? I
1: haven't had the time to see everyone. I just literally went to my uh, speaking thing and just came here.
0: All right, well, so, I'm, yeah. I'm even more humbled now to have you on. <laughs> so I want to uh, talk about Made by Sunday. Okay. Where did you see the opportunity that made you say, okay, I'm going for it?
1: Okay, so originally I started Mayba Sunday around three years ago and it was right when I moved to the UK and uh, coming to the UK I had never, I, I come from an investment kind of background, I started a business, two businesses, sold them on, exited and moved to the UK. Um, I saw an opportunity in the fact that everyone was so into makeup, into beauty, into skincare, there was, it was overwhelming. And there was a need for someone, uh, for something to serve people like me. We didn't have time or the attention or I don't, I don't put a lot of importance on skincare or uh, makeup in that sense. Um, So I wanted to bring something refreshing, something that was easy to use, uncomplicated. There is also something else that is in the skincare market. Uh, The market is up to uh, minimum 700%. So it's a huge uh, discrepancy between the cost and the price. So this is where I brought Meva Sunday. Actually, funny enough, we didn't start with skincare because I didn't have. Uh, I didn't want to go to the investment route, uh, and I wanted control over the the production of the the the, the product and I wanted to control the cost because you can't really. Uh, give that to someone and then pretend that you're saving money, right? And giving those savings to the customer. So I started with actually makeup sponges. Uh, so it's funny. That was your first product? That was my first product because I tell people I, I sold sponges, like loads of them, loads of them. I, I sold them to uh, like around 800 stores. Wow. Uh, and I, my focus was just to sell makeup sponges. And um,
0: But that was already a very successful business, right?
1: It wasn't su- su- successful. I just saw that there was a lot of attention on makeup and stuff and I found this sponge because. I don't know if you know this, but women use makeup sponges to put foundation on and foundation is one of the most expensive products that you don't want to waste. <laughs> and so I found this sponge that wouldn't absorb. We say like it doesn't absor- absorb 70% less than other sponges. All right. And that was kind of my entry as someone who is not known in the makeup industry. I'm not an influencer in makeup or anything like that. So yeah, so we just sold as many as possible. Uh, we did a lot of viral content around it. And I think also the difference with us is that we make fun of you know how they for example wash their faces on the nivea ads and it's like all pretty and stuff yeah. we don't do that we just keep it real and also the marketing um if you go on our website the content that we send is very like it's almost pro marketing kind of thing which is so against the beautification of an instagramification of skincare beauty companies so we keep it real and that makes it that we attract both, both men and women Actually, our highest spenders are men you know, on our website, so it's very you know uh, for, for both.
0: It's very interesting. Uh, I have a couple of follow-up questions. First, would be why is the state of skincare industry as is with huge margins, everyone selling you know mm-hmm. the the glow and all, all of that that you mentioned? Uh, why is that the case uh, in the first place?
1: I I do not know the answer specifically to mm-hmm. this. My understanding is that it's always been the case. And so no one has ever challenged that because at the very, you know, the big, the big guys like L'Oreal, Estee they've always done that. So they kind of can get away with it. Also, the way skincare has been done is that to formulate the product, you go to a company, to research the ingredients, you go to a company, to make the product, you go to a company. So there are so many guys in the process that you have to pay that by the end of it and the marketing and the fancy celebrities and all of that, that by the end of it, you need to make money. So you increase the prices. So here's how we're different. So my sponges allowed me to start my production um, for the skincare and, uh, you know, we control the process. So we're able to control costs. Uh, We own the warehouses we operate from, whether that's the UK, Netherlands, or we come in next month opening the warehouse and the office here in Dubai. So it it really is, for me, that.
0: Do you think... It was helpful that you kind of wasn't that aware or coming from that ecosystem. So you had that kind of completely fresh look and you managed to spot the the, the, the opportunity. A
1: hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because I was from a consumer hmm. uh, side and that's what we do at Made by Sunday. We come from the consumer. Uh, made by Sunday is not going to be, it's actually made by brands. It's not just skincare. The, the the process we do for skincare, we can do for any other uh Apparel, anything, yeah. these mics, you know, our goal is to make the best products at the best prices and sort of break that classism that the best things in life are for the richest. So, How did
0: you develop, you had two exits before this one, I'm not sure it's going to be exit ever, we'll see, uh, I'm not sure what's the plan, but where did you develop and how did you develop this kind of thing or problem solving system? or your individual like, desire to go for it entrepreneurial spirit
1: survival yeah i think i think a lot of i think we see it in these conferences and stuff entrepreneurship is very glamorized mm. and i think w- in school at university i think we we think of entrepreneurship as this pinnacle and it's all pretty and we have to raise money it's investors and stuff like that but at the core of it Suffering. entrepreneurship is because you start a company because you need money. Mm. And so I'm a scholarship kid. I had to pay for a lot of things. I have to provide for my family, things like that. So that, that that's what it was about. And I keep it real, actually, because when people say, oh, why well, did you start a business? Come on. All, all of us here, yes, we want to change things and we want to make an impact. But at the core of it, at the first, we wanted to monetize something that was going to change people's lives. Mm. But without money, we can't make it happen.
0: Yeah, originally. So, Originally, there is a lot of startups who are coming from a completely different 100%. end 100 uh, Corporate job, made some money on the side, the VC is flooding in money, let's give it a shot, yeah. come up with a business plan. I'm actually surprised how many people did I meet in Dubai that raised decent rounds, what used to be easily called Series A. Yeah. Easily called Series A saying, yeah, this was my first business. I know. What do you mean, like, it's your first business? It's very privileged. It's a very
1: privileged position to come from. As long as you went to the right universities, connected with the right people, you can raise money. I went to those universities. I also worked on the other side of the investment. I worked in both investment uh, in Malaysia Mm -hmm. uh, for um, for startups, but also in a hedge fund, so public listed companies. And so I saw that and I was never really like, oh, this is what I aspire, kind of like... I so saw the other side, yeah. investors are a business as well. And so as long as you have a business that makes money, that is has healthy metrics, I would rather put my focus on that and growing the business. And then they come to you and that we see it. We see it every I, I talked about it in the in mm. the panel. We see it every week we have investors come and um, knocking on your door. Asking knocking for on, on, yeah, for a, for a share of, of the pie.
0: I love the way that you bootstrap the business. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I think that's it's not always possible, mm-hmm. obviously but it's 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 great if you pull it off. Yeah. What are like the biggest benefits that you get from bootstrapping versus, you know, raising early in the in the life cycle of the business? Yeah.
1: So, I think for me, um, if I had raised money from the get-go, if we're honest, raising money takes time, right? Yeah. So, I would have spent 6 months at least raising the money. Those 6 months I could have used on mm making money, raise, uh, building the business, building my team and, and doing that. So I think that's something that people don't understand is that raising money is very time consuming. Mm. It takes away from uh, building the business. I'm a business builder. Some people are CEOs. They're very good at raising money mm. and that's their sort of business. It becomes a thing. It's like a full-time position. So I see myself as more of that sort of growth, very growth-minded, exactly Uh, growing the business especially I think something that we don't talk about is women women get only 2.6% of capital of capital globally so am I going to spend my time getting a smaller share at the beginning starting the business not later on uh, spending my whole time focusing on getting a small share of 2.6% in the whole world or am I going to put that time and that effort and my brain and everything onto actually making money than having people come to me I feel like that's more um Worthwhile use of my time.
0: If you have an option to choose,
1: yeah, of course. Especially, I'm a product-based business as well. I understand that some other companies, um, tech software, can do that. But what I usually say to people is find the sort of be be okay with finding a version of your business that you're not okay with. Don't get to the end. Where
0: a second. <laughs> okay. so, say? So b-
1: basically. When I started, I saw sponges, right? All right. So I didn't have that fancy sort of idea of I'm going to get that product perfect from the get-go. Okay. So I think if you're okay with starting in a very imperfect way, then it's fine. Because I think, again, entrepreneurship is super glamorized. So we want the PR. We want the covers in the magazines. We want the perfect products. We want the influencers back in our products. We want the followers and everything. And investment gets you there. Because let's be honest, you pay for the PR, you pay for all of that stuff, right? So if you're willing to do the work and be no one cares about you for a few years, then yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: What I say, if you're not embarrassed by your MVP, you launched way too late, right? Exactly. And that's
1: why I told you about how I thought this was great, because um, if you were to have a company that makes um, podcasts for other people, this is a great way of getting customers yeah so find ways even if you have software that you can get customers to build up their customer base yeah
0: personally i was always looking for hacks like i bootstrapped all of the businesses mm-hmm. that i started um and was it
1: by choice or by default
0: i think it was by well both okay i like like working on stuff and building stuff on my mm-hmm. own but also, I didn't really have a choice. Like, uh, yeah. and and the types of businesses that I was building at the time were not that sexy for maybe some some big yeah. investments. Um, so, like that whole venture building space is something that, mm. that I'm really kind of familiar with. Um, I want to talk w- with you about the future. All okay. right. So the overarching theme of the Change Officer Podcast is answering on the question: What's the change ahead? You as a venture builder understand this completely. Like, if you know what's the change that is going to happen, there's a lot of things that you can do about it now. Right? Start a business mm-hmm. or like change your business. Where are you putting your bets on for the future? Okay. Um, in whether it comes from your line of work, your industry, or something completely different? What is the next big change that is going to happen and open up great new opportunities?
1: Okay, I think maybe I have a very basic answer okay. to that. Maybe people think those are the about- best yeah i i have always been driven by creating jobs but also improving the way people work we spend more time at work than we would spend at home and so for me something that drives me is i want to create jobs that people love to be in and so um especially as we see a lot of people want to be their own bosses Mm. want to be entrepreneurs especially with the pandemic people don't even want to go back to work and so for me a lot of the way i'm building the company is that i'm allowing people to Generally, we are so invested in making it the best job they will ever have. And I think that's, for me, something that drives me in building my company. And also, a lot of these people, are not. a lot of entrepreneurs are going to fail, right? So, they're going to need jobs. And a lot of people are not made up to be entrepreneurs. They don't want to be that, right? Mm -hmm. So, we have to make sure that the jobs we're creating are jobs that people love.
0: Is hiring a big part of... Your role, your yeah. n- not necessarily your role, your approach to business.
1: Yes, yes. I'm, I'm out there to create as many... I'm originally from Morocco, so I saw a lot of unemployment, mm. right? And I think coming here in Dubai, we forget that there are other regions in the Middle East. It's not just Dubai and the UAE. There are other regions where that are really flagged by unemployment. Mm. And even in the UK, mm. where my business is, um, there is a lot of unemployment. There is a lot of... Not just unemployment, even when uh, people have jobs, they're just so dead they just brain dead and I, I want to like switch them up and I want them to feel passion about what they're doing and feel that they're part of something you know so that that's where I'm standing
0: when you are looking for your next hire where are you looking in, for peop- in people
1: okay so this is this is a question that I actually changed my answer to all right because the reality of hi- realities of hiring uh, because I, I we hire a lot and we're going through a lot of hiring and also firing yeah uh, is that Now I know exactly what I'm looking for. So I'm looking for someone, let's say. Okay, pay
0: attention everyone (laughs) else.
1: So if you're really good at what you're doing, like really have experience and everything, I want you to be able to still want to grow and be the best, but also want you, because we're a startup and we kind of starting from nothing. Uh, we're not L'Oreal Estillado yet. We're not big beauty empires. I want you to be ready as well to do the grunt work and like the below work. So you have to be able to sort of work on both sides of both ends. And essentially, that's what founders do as well. How do so, you
0: like? How do you do that? that? That's a tough sell, right?
1: I know. It's also like I have these conversations a lot because, like I said, hiring is very big for us and I have these conversations with investors, not my investors, but just generally people in mm. the industry, is that you can't really know from a resume, can you? And especially interviews. Absolutely. Some not. people yeah. some people are really ready, are really good at interviewing, yeah. but they're not uh, good at the job. And so it really is like... Yeah, exactly. And if it it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. And then we just move on and then we replace the person. But then if the person is really ready to be the best at what they're doing, then they they have the greatest job, generally. So. All right. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Made by Sunday. Next three, five, ten years. What so, do you reckon
1: So we're uh, completely shifting from having going through retailers to e-commerce, completely focusing on that. again it was a detour that I used intentionally so I could focus so I could grow the company the e-commerce side. Uh, we are opening stores we're opening a store in Oxford Street uh, next month in London. We are going through the model of just selling through e-commerce and our own stores. Uh, we also come into the Middle East on our own channels as well, e-commerce. We're opening a warehouse and uh, an office as well. And yeah. Sounds, continuing.
0: Sounds exciting. Thank you. Shema, thanks uh, a lot Thank for so taking the time. Uh, I hope that we are going to stick around you uh, until forever after <laughs> uh, and building that empire. I'm not sure yeah. what's the end game and if yeah. there is a is there an end game for Made by Sunday?
1: I honestly, there isn't. Because you, once you have a good approach to things and you have something that works, you could do it on anything. You could do it with clothing. You could do it with, uh, I say, Ikea stuff. You know, you could do it with anything. Amazon started with books.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Thanks for taking time.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for having yeah. me. Was guys. really good.
0: If anyone wants to get in touch with you, is there any way?
1: Yeah, you can. Uh, you can DM me on my Instagram. Uh, very active there. You can uh, send me a message on TikTok or leave a comment. Uh, LinkedIn, my website. There is so much. <laughs>
0: All right, guys, um, use the use the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for staying t- until the end. If uh, you like this episode and if uh, Shema managed to, to to get you thinking at least about something or made you that epiphany moment. Please uh, share this episode with your friends and stay tuned. There is another great episode coming out really soon. Thank you, everyone.